Hi, and welcome back to the Never Manage Alone podcast. I'm joined here once more by Spurs fan Harpel. How are you doing, Harpel? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, doing good, thanks. Um, good to see you again. Um, it's been a little while. Yep, it's, um, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's great to hear, hear your voice again. Uh, like I said, in this in this current time, just, just really nice just to be able to uh, speak to your friends uh, and colleagues. Definitely, yeah, 100%. And... Um, yeah, well, you know, let's take a little bit of a preview of um, of game week 23 in the uh, FPL game, mate. Um, so, kind of the day, really. Uh, Spurs haven't been doing too well lately, have they? No, um, I, um, I, I actually watched, the, put myself through the match yesterday, and uh, yeah, it was, it was just. I've got to be honest. Um, I put a I put a uh, a vlog up on YouTube, and uh, I wasn't really pleasant in my thoughts uh, mm-hmm. of what I thought what the performance was like. It um, I, all, what I saw was uh, a team low on confidence, uh, a team not wanting the ball, um, and a team that just didn't look like it's been coached properly. Actually, in all honesty, a team that couldn't put three or four passes together, a team that just looks like it's been drilled to defend. Um, you know, no, no one expressing themselves on the ball, and uh, in all honesty, it should and could probably have been two or three, and it probably wouldn't have flattered Chelsea. So um, I wasn't a really happy bunny yesterday, and I think um, the hashtag yesterday for my vlog was Jose out because I've pretty much had enough of watching the the dire football that uh, is being served up, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that's always been a criticism of Mourinho, isn't it? It's kind of like the passive negative play, but mixed in with the lack of results as well, it's always going to be a, a kind of dangerous mix for him, isn't it? Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been, what is it, three league defeats on the bounce now for Spurs. So in terms of fantasy assets, I know we both, um, you know, we, we've backed uh, Sun recently um, and, and over most of the season as well. So, I mean, are you now starting to worry about him? Um, obviously, there's a lack of goals. He's missing Kane. Don't know what's happening with Kane, but I think it's going to be too early for him in this uh, game week 23. Are you going to move Sun on now, or is the game uh, home game against West Brom like the last chance for him? Um, I, uh, Paul, personally, I'm going to move him on. Um, I'm mm-hmm. kind of looking at options at the moment. I just cannot see us winning against West Brom. I really can't. We play such negative football. Uh, we're always on the back foot. We're mm-hmm. making sides look better than they are. Um, I mean, I think with Jose, he doesn't feel like, he, he doesn't realise football's moved on. This isn't 10 years ago where, you know, the, the small sides just turn up, put 11 men behind the ball and just sit there and, and, and try to keep the score down. Uh, sides, all sides have now got half-decent players uh, they all play on the front foot. This is a new kind of football now, the, the pressing style. Uh, the only, and actually, you know, just thinking about it, Sam Allardyce is a similar ilk of manager to um, Jose in the fact that he likes to have a team and a structure and he likes to get uh, players behind the ball. So I can mm-hmm. really just see a really tight game there, Paul, to be honest. I can't see many goals in there. And um, yeah, um, and coupled with the fact that our form is it's just terrible. Um, I'm going to be moving Son on. It's just a question of um, who's going to come in for him at this present mm-hmm. moment in time. Um, so, I mean, there are a few options, but um, 
Yeah, I've just got to sit back and think of it. I mean, the, the one that kind of just comes to mind straight off the bat is probably Sterling. He scored in the he scored obviously in the, the game week just gone. I, I believe a few people would probably have captained him as well. It wasn't it wasn't a great performance, but you know, when you captain a, a individual, you're looking for an assist or a goal at the minimum on you. So uh, so you know, in terms of of that, he repaid uh, managers. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Ster, Sterling looks a, a good bet, and uh, you know. A Man City asset will probably look good. Uh, maybe even Amaris potentially um, could be a, a good a good call. Or Jesus, I think. Um, I think he's called two, or he's called two on the bounce, or, or at least one on the yeah, bounce. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's uh, scored in consecutive games. Not, yeah, in the last couple of games. So yeah, I mean, we we spoke about him before, and we had our doubts, and it's definitely reflected in the low ownership of him. But he's definitely stepped up in the last couple of weeks and and done well. And just on that point about Man City, they're of course the, the team in form at the moment. Okay, they, they face a, a fixture, well, quite an interesting fixture away to Liverpool. So you know, a lot of people would have thought that was a bit of a, an early a hint to uh, who's going to win the title. But Man City are obviously you know, doing well at the moment and are way ahead so, uh, of Liverpool. But I mean, it could be an interesting one. I mean, would Liverpool step up? Uh, will they kind of turn their you know, recent uh, bad form around, potentially? But it is worth noting as well that in game week 24, we've had a, a couple of uh, fixtures that have been released. So it means that Man City now have a double game week in game week 24. Um, they face Spurs at home. Obviously, Spurs aren't on great form like we've seen. We'll have to see what happens in this game week. But uh, they also have a game away to Everton. So... Any Man City asset would look pretty good for that. It's, of course, trying to understand how Pep's going to manage his uh, famous roulette, uh, how the minutes are going to get managed as well. But, uh, yeah, I think Sterling is obviously going to be top of the list for a lot of people after scoring last time out. Um, and it's hard, to, it's hard to say with Jesus as well. Will he continue that form or will he just get rotated? So they're definitely a good option at the moment. Yeah, 100%. I think um, now that you've actually mentioned the fact there's a, a, a double game week for Manchester City, City, is it only Manchester City that have the double game week? I, I didn't... No, there's a, there's a couple of teams. So um, we have Burnley as well. They have a double game week. So they have Crystal Palace away and then Fulham at home. We also have Everton. Uh, they have Fulham at home. So quite a promising fixture. And then they have Man City at home. So obviously that's going to be a, a tough one for them. Uh, I've already mentioned Man City. So yeah, there's a... Um, you know, there's a few teams there. What is it? Three. Um, oh, sorry. Fulham also have a, a game, uh, double game week. So they've got Everton away and, and Burnley away. So you've got a, you've got four teams there that play um, twice. And obviously I know we're previewing game week 23, but when you start to make transfers, you're definitely you know, going to have one eye on game week 24 as well. Yeah, definitely. And really, to be on, uh, to be honest, again, there, you know, the matches just, just, you've just called out, Paul, the only one, only team that really appeals, really, in reality, is Manchester City. Really, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I certainly wouldn't pick a, a Burnley asset um, because they hardly score many goals. Uh, and you know, if you were picking one, you'd probably go with Pope, wouldn't you, just for a clean sheet? But yeah, um, Pope's not a bad option, or maybe you know, one of the one of the strikers, maybe Wood, isn't too bad an option because of that Fulham home fixture. And Crystal Palace haven't been great as well. So, yeah, I would really only look at Pope and maybe Wood um, personally. Um, and then moving on to Everton. Uh, the home game against Fulham is definitely appealing. So you know, Calvert-Lewin is a big-owned asset in the game. Um, maybe someone like, 
like uh, Rodriguez, so Hammers, would you potentially look at him? Uh, I mean, that's an appealing game, but obviously they have Man City straight after. So really, you're kind of banking on them to do well against Fulham, but anything against Man City is really just a, a plus, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, just actually, now that you mention it, so uh, yeah, I bought, um, so, you know, after our, our last preview, I ended up bringing DCL in actually. So I'm quite glad I did. Uh, so he's he's there for a double game week. Um, and also when, you've, when you're thinking about a double game week as well, and if you are going to bring a, an asset in uh, from Everton, uh, even if it is against Manchester City, as long as you, like you said, you bring in the right asset, you know, even if they don't score, score per se, uh, as long as it's not a defensive asset, you're not likely to lose much on them in terms of value as well. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, Hamez hasn't had, he's had his fair shares of injuries and he's coming back. So he, he could be a really good shout actually, um, you know, if not in the, in if obviously not in the City game, uh, the, the the Fulham game, uh, definitely. And and then, you know, when you start thinking about this, not many game weeks left, really. When you when you when you put we're we're at game week, I said twenty three, and you know, and the way that the season's congested, we seem to be playing football pretty much every other day at the moment. So, uh, so yeah, these games are coming thick and fast. So I don't think he'd actually be a, a bad asset at all, you know. And then you've also got Richarlison. I don't know if he's injured, but I know you've got him as well. Uh, he, he, you know, he can pop up with the odd goal here and there. Uh, and they, for me, they're probably the best ones to have from Everton. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they're not a bad team to really back. And yeah, if you've already got the assets, then that's, that's a real big plus. But yeah, I mean, I've got two free transfers at the moment. So I'm definitely keeping one eye open on, on game week 24. Um, I will look at pretty much getting an Everton asset in, I think. I think it's worth it. Um, yeah, so they could be quite good value there. Obviously, the Man City game is a little bit of a risk, but that would just be a bonus. Um and yeah, obviously Man City, we've already spoken about their fixtures, Tottenham and, and Everton. So that's not, they're not easy fixtures, but with the form Spurs are in, you know, and they may well um, be quite a uh, profitable week for them. Definitely. Um, it, it could really be a profitable week for, I, I just think uh, Man City look really strong. And, you know, even that you mentioned the Liverpool game, I think they're absolutely strong favourites to win that, actually. Um, I really mm-hmm. do. I really fancy City, and yes, it's going to be it may be a, a tighter affair, but you know, Liverpool have lost two. You know, you know, who would have thought Liverpool would have lost two games back to back? You know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Burnley and Brighton. Uh, you know, out of all teams, but that just proves a point, doesn't it? That I made a little bit earlier that there are no easy fixtures in the Premier League now, and, and even the smaller teams they don't just come and put eleven men behind the ball. They actually offer something moving forward as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I I really strongly fancy City to win that. I really do. Um, well, yeah, if I was to give you a scoreline, I'd probably say zero two actually, because uh, Liverpool okay. have been really poor actually in terms of um, uh, scoring as well. Really, I know Salah had a, had had a couple against West Ham, but you know that was his first kind of. Uh, non-blank for a while actually in in uh, fantasy terms mm-hmm. yeah definitely um i mean with Salah, are you going to mo- look at moving him on as well um you know son is another high um owned midfielder if you're moving him on are you going to do Salah as well or are you going to give him a you know one last chance because Liverpool haven't been great but he does look like he's going to be the one who you know, steps up for them um, yeah, with with Salah, he's he's my he's he's a fantasy legend. He's he's my go-to guy. Um, I've <laughs> always resisted moving him on. I've had him in my team since 
game week one and I won't be moving him personally won't be moving him on because uh, I just think he's he's too good an asset to move on and with Mane uh, I'm not sure of the injury situation with Mane but with Mane um, possibly being out I can't see why I would want to move on even if he does blank again I can't see why I'd want to move him on personally speaking I think he's just one of the best assets. He, he's just he's uh, he's just legendary status when it comes to mm. fantasy football. Uh, yeah. His last two years have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's hard to move him on for sure, uh, especially when you have another big asset like De Bruyne out as well at the moment. And you mentioned Mane. He looks like he's going to be a slight doubt, but they should, you know, they will hope that he will recover um, in time potentially. I don't know if that means a, a cameo appearance or if he's going to start the game, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, captain choice this weekend so I mean the obvious candidates that we have looking at some of the fixtures Man United v Everton Man United obviously had that huge route uh, last time out against Southampton they did have nine men to be fair but would you look at captaining um, Bruno Fernandes potentially in this one or are you going to kind of go for a little bit more of an outsider pick yeah that's a good point actually Um, I think if I bring, if I was to, if I was honestly bringing Sterling, if I do bring Sterling in Son, I'd probably go for Sterling um, mm-hmm. because I think um, he'd be the the one. I mean, an outside choice would be Gundogan, but again, uh, Pep Roulette, you just don't know. He's played the last two on the bounce, so I, I just fear that he might be put on the bench actually. Um, so uh, it's going to be tough. I think you can't you can't overlook Fernandez. He does seem to me the best bet currently. I mean, I'd probably have to just have another look, but yeah, I think you're right. You're spot on, Paul. He probably seems the best bet at the mo- at this moment in time because um, he had a, he had a really he's good, the obvious, obviously. he's the obvious pick, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, outside chance, I, I have Grealish in my, in my team, you know, he, they play in Arsenal. Um, they just had, um, I think it was Leno sent off and uh, Luis sent off. So they're gonna they're gonna have a problem with. I think they signed Ryan and he might be injured, so they might have a third choice goalkeeper potentially. Uh, and then Luis is out. I mean, I know he's not the best defender, but they seem to play a little bit better when he's in the side. Uh, they look a little bit more composed. So Grealish potentially could be a good shout maybe um actually but- i think that is a really good option you know he's uh, he's done well in in the last couple of games he's or in the last um i think he's returned in the last four games as well um a goal and set up three as well so yeah actually looking at that situation with arsenal they have been in good form but they they you know, they, they had players sent off in the last game leno's going to be out um ryan is a little bit touch and go if he'll make his arsenal debut um, I think he's about 50-50 at the moment. So that Renison virtuous keeper, clearly don't trust him. Someone like Grealish could have an amazing game. Um, you know, Aston Villa have been, they've started a little bit recently, but they're still a great team. Um, so they could really do damage to Arsenal. You know, Grealish, Watkins, um, that was not a bad choice to back those players. I mean, I've got Watkins, so I'm definitely going to back him. Uh, captain choice, I'm not sure. I'd still probably go for... Uh, Fernandez over him but uh, yeah I mean call me crazy I'm still looking at Son for me this game really is his, um, <laughs> is his last chance because he has punished me before for taking him out scoring four goals you know, it's, um, I, I haven't forgotten that basically and I know uh, 
we know what he's capable of on the day. You know, it could be a real great reaction from Spurs. So it's really hard to predict that, that one. Maybe I'll keep him in, but not go down the captain route and just try and play it safe this time out. But yeah, that that Man United Everton fixture definitely is appealing. We've spoken about the Man City Liverpool fixture. Um, I really think that this time round, it's kind of like a good opportunity to bring in a few differentials potentially, depending on where people are in the league. Uh, you know, West Ham are on great form at the moment. Uh, I spoke to my uh, friend the other day um, on the podcast, a West Ham fan about Lingard, obviously incredibly low ownership, cheap um, player in the game, scored two goals. He won't play in the FA Cup game next week. So you have someone like that who could do, you know, a real great job and also a great enabler at the price he is. Um, and then Callum Wilson as well, another player that's been, been kind of... Um, Good over the last couple of weeks he kind of fallen out of favor a bit in terms of fantasy football but you know very much looks back to his goal scoring best definitely well he punished me i mean he was uh in my team game week one um mm-hmm. newcastle went off the boil um i think he got actually got injured as well so i i shifted him on and i think you and me kind of had that conversation and then we when when um when i said that i saw enough in the second half performance I can't remember who they played. Um, I, that I saw a, a, enough in the second half performance that suggested that they would uh, they would do all right, and they think they followed that up with a two 0 win actually. So, uh, and yeah. I think uh, I think uh, Wilson might have scored both or scored one and assisted one. So, so yeah. So I mean, I, I saw enough with with Newcastle and their performance that suggested that um, they they wouldn't just keep losing games. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Callum Wilson's definitely definitely a good shout. Um, he's he's another one that yeah he's he's on form at the moment. And, yeah, uh, they're playing so, Southampton as well. So oh, you know, we yeah. know Southampton had that huge defeat. Okay, you know, it got a bit out of hand with the sending offs as well. But you know, Walker Peters is still you know not looking like he's going to be back in time. Vestergaard as well. Obviously, Bednarek had his ban overturned. So they are still light at the back. Uh, they're a team low on confidence. They haven't been doing great. Armstrong's out. Walcott's out. Um, the only kind of plus for them is really that they have. Um, Minamino from Liverpool, um, who joined in the transfer window, I think, on loan. So he could be a bit of a bright spark for Southampton. But really, I mean, this could be, you would definitely back Wilson in this game with their you know, lack of confidence, um, you know, uh, also the injuries as well. So, yeah, that game is a real kind of key game as well. Um, that could be profitable in, in fantasy football. Yeah, I totally agree. I think uh, Wilson at, at the price point as well. I, I mean, I know initially he was 6.5. He um, may be a little bit more and gone up in price recently. But when you think that he scored pretty much the majority of, you know, I'd probably imagine he scored 50% of Newcastle's goals. Uh, so when you've got that kind of ratio, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be a valuable asset in, 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 the, in the game itself. And, uh, and I think the whole team is geared up for, Cullum to score and he's always been a good goal scorer I mean even in his Bournemouth days you know he was knocking in 15-16 goals a season for for Bournemouth I mean I know he went off the boil in the relegation season but I mean I think mm-hmm. he's probably up to eight I don't know if he's got I think he's I don't know if he's hit double figures but I know he's got eight nine ten potential Premier League goals you know that's that's worth its weight in gold especially at his price point uh, which is a really good price point Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so he, he looks like someone worth backing. His ownership's gone up. I mean, he, he's owned by over a quarter of the players in the game. So, yeah, he's not um, 
he's not definitely not a differential, but um, yeah, you know, reasonably owned. So, um, you know, great value for money, like you said. Um, and then the other fixture that's kind of stood out is the Sheffield United Chelsea game, mainly because of Chelsea have with the players that have kind of fallen out of favour, really. And you look at players like Alonso um, that are back in favour of Chelsea. So someone like him, Alonso's been great um, over the years in fantasy football, you know, one of those high-scoring defenders, great set pieces, but he's barely featured this year and he's come back in two games in a row, uh, scored a goal, um, you know, looks like great value, really. Uh, 5.6 million, 2% ownership or 2.5% ownership. So it'd be interesting to see how, what kind of team he goes with, but it's a little bit risky at the same time. No, definitely. I um, Having watched Chelsea firsthand yesterday, I think actually Chelsea assets are a good shout, uh, Paul. I think, uh, like you said, Alonso's come back in uh, two games on the spin. It seems like Tuchel's going to be playing this uh, wing-back system, 3-5-2. He, he wants his wing-backs to get mm-hmm. forward. I mean, James and um, Alonso pretty much spent the whole whole night in our final third, actually. And that's gonna. I was just going to give a shout-out to James as well. I think James who I had in my side, uh, but due to injury, moved him on. He looked superb yesterday and he put in a couple of perlers when it comes to crosses. Um, so I think, yeah, James is a, is a good shout. Alonso is, is a good shout as well. I think James's ownership might be more higher than Alonso, but I think they're both really, really good uh, options, personally speaking. Um, so Chelsea, yeah, I think they're, they're one to watch, actually. I mean, I think it's a, it's a draw and two wins for Tuchel. And the way the team was playing yesterday and performing, I mean, I know we were poor, but they, I mean, they literally spent the entire, it felt like the entire game in camped in our half, actually. So, yeah, definitely a couple of good shouts there, I think, Alonso mm-hmm. and James for me, definitely. And I think, actually, um, you know, might as well pick up on uh, Mount, actually. I thought Mount had a good game as well. Um, and I saw Pulisic actually come on as well. He's, he was good last year. So I wonder if he could be a good shot, if he's going to get more regular game time for Chelsea. Pulisic, who does score goals. Um, and with Kai Havertz out injured, he could be another really good option as well as a differential um, if he starts to get more game time. Yeah, it's always the risk, are. isn't it? It's, yeah, I agree. I think it's good. It's about catching these players at the right time. But there is, of course, an element of risk. So you have to decide on how much risk to take and where you are in a league. Um, it, would be, it would be a bit of a punt with those you know, especially Pulisic. But, um, yeah, I think people like James and Alonso aren't bad, but you've still got players like Chilwell to come back in. I mean, he has a real high ownership, 20%. So he's really kind of, you know, selling out his owners at the moment. But I feel like, especially this week at the moment, it's really about differentials and there's so much good value for money out there. You don't have to spend big. Um, You know, someone even like Sterling is priced really high, um, over 11 million, I believe. And, Yes, he, he can be explosive and do really well. But when you've got assets like Lingard at the moment, you know, score two goals, we continue on six million. Um, it really kind of highlights that the differential kind of cheaper price point could be really good. I mean, Rafinha as well for Leeds. Um, he's 5.3 million owned by 1.5% of uh, players. And he's done really well recently. Two goals, two assists um, in the last three games. So... I mean, that's amazing form, really. Leeds have um, Crystal Palace at home. You, you would back Leeds in that game. Crystal Palace haven't been great. 
And um, we spoke about the double game week in uh, game week 24, but also in game week 25. So just thinking a little bit further ahead, uh, Leeds have got two games there and they've got Wolves. Um, even though they won last time out, weren't, didn't really perform that well and in Southampton. So, yeah, I mean, looking at someone like Rafinha as well um, and Bamford, you know, there's so much great value for money there. Oh, totally. I mean, um, just just prior to when we were going to talk about uh, captain's choices, I, I looked at Bamford and I looked at Crystal Palace and I thought, hmm, that's a home game. Bamford could be a good shot for, uh, mm-hmm. for, a, for a captain pick, actually, even in this game week. But yeah, totally. I think uh, Leeds, Leeds have, have not really surprised me, if I'm being honest. I mean, I did watch them um, in the championship and uh, I expected them to do well. And, um, and the, the, you know, the issue is they play this really high pressing style and uh, everyone thinks that they may kind of tire, but you know, they haven't, to me, they haven't looked like that. I mean, they're a bit unpredictable. They'll, they'll lose games. But on you know on the side note they'll win games as well and uh, and Bamford mm-hmm. has been uh, absolutely exceptional value for money I think uh, you know for for points to a million pound he's probably been one of the best assets to have so uh, yeah the, the two that you've picked out uh, have been been good and so has Dallas actually a, a, a little mention for him as well I think he scored as well and he's been he's been quite a good asset as well he, yeah mm-hmm. they might not keep many clean sheets but Dallas kind of pops up there and pops in a a goal every now and again and uh, to have a double game week I think uh, the, the assets that you've just stated as well uh, and maybe maybe the, maybe your Dallas as well could be actually a, a good picks yeah definitely I mean Bamford is is the everyone's kind of um, jumped on the bandwagon with him previously he's owned by half of all players in the game so he's definitely not a differential choice of course but He's one of those kind of uh, high picks because he's such a great enabler, great value for money. Like you said, probably the best value for money in the game. Um, whereas, yeah, Dallas is high owned for a defender as well. He has about 15% ownership. So again, that's, that's, that's pretty high for a defender. And then you have uh, Rafinha, who is very much the, you know, the, the differential choice there with uh, 1.6% ownership. I mean, that is, that's really good as well for his recent form. So yeah, I might look at bringing someone like him in, um, but there's so many good midfield options and cheap options at the moment. You know, I have Salah, Gundogan, Fernandez, Son and Sochek in my midfield at the moment. So I don't really want to move any of those players in, out. I mean, Sochek's done really well recently. Um, you know, a bit gutted that I'd have to move Sochek on. And then, yeah, I mean, at the moment, it's looking like Salah or Son, unbelievably, out of that team is going to kind of get moved on first. But... Um, yeah, some difficult decisions to make. It's really about um, you know looking at those differential options at the moment because of those usual standard high-value players. You know, look appealing like they always do, but not the gap between them and some of the smaller differential options is quite slim, I think, at the moment, um, and it's quite varied. So, yeah, it's it's a tough call really this week and, and the next couple of weeks. But you, you know, we have to try and utilise that double game week as well for sure. Totally, totally. I, I agree. I think um, depending on where you are in the league, as you said, uh, double game week could kind of get you big hauls if you if you pick correctly uh, and pick the right assets. Um, like I said, the only the only issue you got with Manchester City is just Pep Roulette. You just can, you you know you bring Sterling in and and the guy you know guy might play him just the one game or might put him on for sixty minutes, take him off, and then put him on for another sixty minutes. So that's just the that's what you got to contend with with. With CE assets, but yeah, with a double game week, I think it, you, the the value is going to be looking 
um, in the teams that have got a double game week, the ones that you think are gonna gonna do well during that during that period, essentially. So yeah, I mean, that would probably be the way to go. But like you said, there's just so much value at the moment. Um, it's crazy to think that I've actually got Salah and Son in my team as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thought of actually moving them both out, I don't think I could do it. I'll probably have sleepless nights actually. Uh Um, But, but, but with Son, I think definitely, I think I will definitely move him on. But, you know, now that you've mentioned Lingard, I mean, I mean, he could be a great shout. I mean, like you said, score two goals. He could follow that up. Um, but you know, to me, because City have got the the, the double game week, it just makes sense to bring in a a City midfield asset. But obviously, you've got the problem with the fact that will um, Pep rotate, and that's the only problem. Yeah, I think the only indication as well is you kind of have to look, um, you know, look at the team, see who's played recently. I mean, Sterling, um, you know, he played ninety minutes last time out, but the time before he was completely rested, so. He's not a bad option. I mean, yeah, he, he hasn't exactly played like lots of games in a row of 90 minutes, so he's definitely good. But like you say, Gundogan, a much cheaper um, option, but he did play, you know, twice in 90 minutes in a row now. And then you have Mahrez. Um, let's have a look at him. I mean, he yeah, he, he was the same as Sterling, played 90 minutes recently, but didn't before that. He was rested. So, I mean, that's always, you know, a decent indication in terms of Pep and his kind of uh, the way he manages minutes. So you really have to look back and it, it depends uh, kind of which team they're playing as well. But yeah, I mean, you have to try and look at all those options and, and assess that really. But of course, um, Man City also have the FA Cup uh, on Wednesday the 10th against Swansea. So you, you would fancy them to field a weaker team, but again, he'll still throw in the odd big asset in that game. So it, that just adds to the headache as well. But um it's definitely given us a lot to think about. It's a bit of a, a bit of a headache for selection, like I say. But um, yeah, some real great value out there, and um, some great differentials out there at the moment as well. So I think we'll wrap up there, Harp. I think uh, we've given ourselves enough of a headache, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch about our selections as well. Uh, t- totally. I mean, we ain't even discussed Madison and Barnes. So I think, yeah, let, let's yeah. just, <laughs> let's just, I mean, there's so many good options. So yeah, I totally agree. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up uh, and uh, we can pick up, uh, pick up again. Sounds good. Well, yeah, brilliant to have you on again. Um, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Yeah, absolute pleasure, Paul. Uh, and and uh, yeah, uh, have a good weekend.